Well, welcome back to the wraparound show. We're wrapping around. Uh, we're talking with Coach Whirl of the uh, of the Minneapolis Bulldogs, who uh, has a game Monday and Tuesday night. Uh, we'll get you on the wraparound show to uh, get your uh, audience ready for these two games you're playing. Tell, tell us about who you got Monday night. All right, Monday night we got uh, Dave. We got we got Winfield, and we're playing them at home. Um, it's a great opportunity. You know they've got a nice team. They're eight and one. Um, we're sitting at five and four. We played them two times last year because we were in the same conference and this year we're not, but, um, it'll be a great battle between the two teams. I think, uh, we're going to see how well, how well we can come out and defend them because they got a lot of guys that can score. They got, you know, of course they've got Buffington inside. It's really tough and can play outside too. And, you know, and then you got the two Edwards brothers and they provide a lot of spark and, a lot of savvy on the court. And then you got the Lloyd kid that can shoot the three and the Brown kid that can shoot the three and they're, they're a good basketball team. So that's a great, great opportunity for us to see how much we can grow and how much we can become and who we can become. And, uh, you don't, you know, as you go into games like this, you gotta, you gotta remember every, every night's an opportunity to shoot, see who you are and, and, and work at the game. And, you and got, uh, uh... Uh, Central Lee, is it on Tuesday? Tuesday, we got Central Lee. So um, it'll be the second time through for them. Uh, first time, we, we played really well. We shot the ball well. We, we pushed tempo well. We rebounded well. Um, and we defended them pretty hard and uh, built up a lead early and and did a good job of, of attacking them. And hopefully, we can come back up and pick up where we left off. But we know they're going to be hungry for a show us what they're made out of because I think they've improved a little bit and uh, we're just going to have to keep working at it and attacking those attacking those teams we had to face. Well, we were following their football team and they made a tremendous progress uh, this year uh, on the football field. They had a, it looked like they're starting to have a core of pretty good athletes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Central Lee's uh, uh, team? We haven't heard too much about them this year. Uh, yeah, they're um, <clears throat> you know, they're their, their best player is a sophomore, and he's he's pretty tough inside. And I, I'm at a loss for his name right now. Um, but he's he's about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he can play inside, outside. He shoots the ball well. He puts the ball on the floor. Um, he's a great player to watch play basketball. He really understands the game and does a nice job at it. And then they got a core group around him of, of a mix of young guys and older guys and and, and – that's that's you know like you said, teams are going to improve and and after Christmas that's when you get to see that next improvement. So that's the that's the challenge that we're faced with now is that we've all had that time to get into practice and develop a few things and you've played your first third of your season and now you're playing the next part next portion, seeing where you're at and that's that's what we're facing. So yeah, well. Uh... We can we can follow this game on uh, Minneapolis Activities YouTube. Uh, you guys have some kind of uh, bulldogs cast or dog cast or something, don't you? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, you mean the dog cast, the radio thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the local newspaper does a dog cast for some games. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't always know the exact schedule. I don't because I don't think they link that to our to our activities. Okay. But so the media media have activities is is our is our school. It's our school YouTube account is what it is. 
and we just you know we run it off our camera so when the game starts we just hit run those games right off the camera and they're showing their live stream at home so all all home games all home activities are live stream so uh where where are these games and what time do they start and uh, the boys and girls tell us all that kind of information all right so it's a <clears throat> both nights is a quad so um jv girls start at 4 30 and then the jv or varsity girls will start at six and that both those girls games will be live stream i'm sure um i know the varsity girls will um and then the boys varsity boys will start at 7 30 the jv boys will play at six but we don't live stream because we can't do two at once we don't have a camera in, that other, in our other gym so um but and then same thing on tuesday the JV girls will kick off at 4.30 and the JV boys will play it. They start slightly before 6, just, you know, and then the girl, varsity girls will start at 6 and they'll be live stream on the media activities. So the boys following that somewhere around 7.30. Well, I know uh, the media community is just nuts about high school sports down there. You had so much success. you got such an exciting team. Looks like you got a couple great, exciting games to, to check out. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, anything you want to tell us before we let you go here? I'll, just like you said, our, our community is very good. I mean, our crowds have been very, very nice crowds, and they've, they've been really into the games, and it's awesome to watch. I mean, our student section has really got a lot of life in it, and so it's fun to be in the atmosphere when you see that kind of stuff in the promotion and the, how much how much kids are, the time they're putting in, and how much it's valued. All right, well, thanks for being with us. Stick around, folks, as we wrap around the rest of the league. Eichelberger Farms of Wayland, Iowa, presents high school basketball of the Waco Warriors variety. We have Wayland resident John Bain on the phone to give us a preview of what could be an epic battle uh, of uh, of Waco hosting uh, the New London Tigers. Welcome to the program, John. Hey, thanks for having me back on, Dave, and looking forward to calling the game with you on Monday night, January 9th at 7.30. Well, this is a round guy game of the week, uh, and we are going to be on the call over there for the boys' game anyway. Uh, uh, the girls' game starts at 6. I think the boys' game starts at 7.30. Uh, what are those people that can get to this game going to be seeing, uh, John? I think they're going to be seeing some pretty good high school basketball for sure. Uh, the New London Tigers overall are uh, seven and three right now, and in the conference they're five and two. And the Waco Warriors are undefeated overall, ten and zero, and in the conference one and zero. Uh, and it's going to be a good game because as the season goes on, uh, teams that, that may have been off to a slower start are improving. And uh, Waco, that's been at the top throughout, uh, you know, it's always tough to stay number one. So they're going to be, they're going to have to be ready for anything. Uh, New London is ranked 32 in the state uh, based on the uh, bound rankings. And they've got Waco at number three. So it'll be, uh, you know, we can't always uh, depend on those ranking numbers. But just to give you a little background, New London on January 6th, they uh, played Burlington Notre Dame. Burlington Notre Dame came to New London, and New London won 78-63. So that's kind of a big deal. On January 2nd, New London lost at Mount Pleasant 61-40. to That was a 
non-conference game. Going back into December, they uh, won against GMG at, in Garwin, Iowa, 99-69. to On the 16th of uh, December, they lost to West Burlington, and that was uh, at West Burlington, 51-43. to And then on uh, back on the, way back on December 13th, at Minneapolis, they won uh, 56-42. Now, Waco, you just go back and you look, and they win, win, win. Uh, uh, just here on Friday on the 6th at Pekin, they won 68-36. On January 3rd, L&M came to Waco, and Waco trounced them 66-33. And back in December, right before Christmas on December 20th, the Waco Warriors went to Lone Tree, and they won 72-29. to So it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, there's a reason they play the game. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. It's going to be exciting, and I'm looking forward to watching it and reporting it. Well, we have looked over the matchups for the night, and we feel like this is the best game in the state of Iowa tonight, two of the best teams. New London has a lot of talent. I mean, they won the uh, – state baseball tournament and the state track tournament this year. So uh, you put together that kind of athletes, you've always got a, 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 a good chance. And these two schools are always an epic battle. Well, John, uh, is there anything else you, we need to, to uh, gear our listeners up to get, get them motivated to go to this game or not? Well, I think you better get there early because as, as you're famous for saying, if you don't, you're going to need a shoehorn to find a seat. Yeah, they did suggest you come early because the games have just been packed and uh, just not getting a, 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 a place in the gym but getting a place to park, you know, without having to walk too far. Well, it's uh, Monday night. This is the wrap-up show. Stay with us, and we'll uh, keep going around there. This was uh, the Waco Warriors, sponsored by Eichelberger Farms. We are going to Kyoto. I want to talk to Annie McGuire as we talk about the Aveda Salon of Coralville, Iowa, and the uh, Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna, Iowa, Kyoto Eagles, who have a great big matchup with North Mahaska. Uh, welcome to the program, Andy. Hey, happy Sunday, Dave. Well, uh, this is a big game Tuesday night. Uh, what? what uh, give us a preview about what we're going to see here. Sure. Uh, Tuesday night in Kyoto. 10-2 Kyoto Eagles face the 9-2 North Mahaska Warhawks. It's going to be a, a huge game for both teams. Uh, Kyoto leads the Sickle Conference in the East. North Mahaska is in second place just behind Linville Sully in the West. Uh, North Mahaska has a, a veteran-laden team. Uh, four seniors starting lineup, uh, one junior. Um, and really balanced attack from North Mahaska. Um, Lane Harmon, senior, leads the team at 180 points. Uh, Nash Smith, a senior, 141 points. Uh, Braden Steele, 98, a senior. And then Nolan Anderson, a junior, 130 points. Rounded out with Ethan Huffman, a senior, 87 points. So uh, a lot of different guys that can really score on that team. Uh, if you watch and play, you know this team has a lot of length. Uh, Nash Smith, Nolan Anderson, Braden Steele, all 6-3+, and then Lane Harmon, 6-1. So a lot of length on North Mahaska. They made a deep run uh, last year uh, and a really quality team. Yeah, I heard they, they went to the state tournament last year and didn't even graduate anybody this year. 
no, they're returning all their leading scorers, and that group has been together for a long time. Um, I've been watching those boys play since they were in seventh, eighth grade, and uh, I just remember seeing them, I think, at a, a tournament in Sigourney and just going, wow, this is a group that is really going to do some damage in years to come, and they've lived up to that for sure. Well, uh, we, I have some uh, kind of breaking news here, if you're uh, up for it. Uh, yeah. uh, what well, used to be varsity bound and now it's called bound has the Kyoto Eagles rated. Are you, are you sitting down? I am sitting down and I'm, I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of shocked at the same time. Rated number 17. Number oh, 17. Fantastic. And they have North Mahaska at number 22 here. Uh, North Mahaska nine and two on the season, eight and one in the conference. Uh, um, man, this is a, this is we're going to have to build. This is the best game in the state of Iowa Tuesday night. Uh, oh, there's a couple others that might rival us for that, but uh, uh, we're going to have to. Uh, we're doing a round guy game of the week Monday. We're doing a round guy game of the week Tuesday. Uh, I'm doing it with you uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, holy cow! Well, tell us, uh, tell our listeners when uh, uh, when the game is. Uh, so the girls will tip off at six o'clock on Tuesday night, and then the varsity boys will follow that, um, guessing usually that's around 7.30. Is there any uh, theme night or anything like that going on? Any extra? Stuff? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have another Western theme night. I heard Johnny Cash was at the uh, game the other night, um, but uh, I think they might be doing a um, little girl cheerleader um show at the halftime of the girls game on tuesday night so that'll be exciting well to quote kramer from seinfeld i'm out <laughs> on, on that you one but, uh, yeah there was definitely a man in black uh, yeah. uh at the game so i got one more game uh sigourney uh uh is playing bgm i'm not sure who's home team there or not but that is uh on the schedule uh what do you, you you've actually seen bgm uh we know a lot about uh Sigourney. i watched them uh in the backyard brawls uh, saturday right yeah yeah bgm played kyoto earlier in the year um they hung with kyoto for you know the first quarter maybe into the second quarter a little bit but then kyoto pulled away uh in the second half um, it's, it's kind of a, a, um, a younger group there at BGM. Um, I think they have maybe one senior that starts that group, Jacob Maurer. He also leads the team, uh, in scoring. I got him at 116 points. Um, at least that's what varsity bounds telling me. Um, BGM, I think they're at three and eight, uh, on the east side of the, uh, Cedar league, um, standings there, right? I'm sorry, west side, they're in fourth place. Um, just ahead of Colfax Mingo, just behind HLV. Um, so I think that um, Sigourney, you know, with Isaac Bruns and with uh, Carson Weber, uh, should be able to handle this team. I think athletically, Sigourney is going to have the advantage. Sigourney is going to have the advantage uh, with height, with Isaac. Um, Solon Yates gets in the game. He's obviously going to be taller than anybody that they have. So I think if uh, Sigourney pounds that post, and Sigourney shoots the three, that kind of inside-outside game, they'll be in really good shape. Well, uh, it'd be good for Sigourney to bounce back. They they have quite a few injuries. Uh, right? Maybe up to three starters were injured, uh, and then they then when when Cole uh, the Cole train fouled out there, uh, uh, it seemed like Pekin really was able to take uh, some advantage and get over the top of them. But it'd be nice 
for them to get a bounce back win and uh, uh, keep their winning record going. Uh, I think there's still one game over 500. So, uh, well, uh, gosh, uh, uh, thanks for being. I think that game is at Sigourney. So, uh, anything else about either one of those two games before I let you go? Um, I was just going to point out, you know, a nice win the other night for Kyoto. Um, Sawyer Stout dumped in 34 points um, against HLV, which was really impressive, six three-point shots. And uh, kind of hoping that uh, Kyoto can get back on that balanced scoring attack that they had up against Montezuma. I think if uh, Kyoto can do that, uh, come with a balanced attack against North Mahaska, they'd have a good shot at them. I think uh, Kyoto beat North Mahaska two years ago, um, twice actually, and uh, North Mahaska got it last year. But uh, these two teams, you know, are they competitive? I'd call it a rivalry game. So excited to see how that turned out. I think it was Nash Smith has surpassed 1,000 points this year. Dave, did you know that? Uh, uh, he's a great player. I, I saw him on the baseball team. Yeah, he's, he's really good. So, yeah, no, I think it's uh, a billing that's going to be one of the top games Tuesday night for sure. I'm glad you're going to be up to call it. Yeah, I, I hope we can get a, another big win like we got over Montezuma and, and uh, Bell Plain. Uh, but the 10-2 and two record, uh, our Eagles are flying high, but it's going to be a, a Eagles-Warhawk match uh, come Tuesday night. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, Andy, as we will continue to spin around the league. We are off to Muscatine, Iowa, with Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal. He's going to give us a preview of the game that he's going to, and he's going to give us a quick rundown of the other games that are in the Muscatine area. Yep. Welcome, program. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, good to be here as always. Um, yeah, so kind of getting getting going here after break. I know a lot of teams had games last week and everything, and uh, but. Um, Kind of ramping up here for the for the stretch run now. Um, so uh, Tuesday night, tomorrow night, uh, or Tuesday night, I guess. I don't know whenever this is going to run, but I'll be at uh, I'll be at Muscatine for um, Davenport Central at Muscatine Girls Basketball. A uh, couple of teams that are toward the bottom of the of the map, but um, but you know, kind of looking to at least separate themselves from. The, from the bottom of the conference, whoever comes out um, the winner. Uh, Muscatine did win uh, their first meeting, um, 64 to 48. So um, I imagine the Muskies are kind of going in thinking uh, they have a good chance to win. Um, been a little bit of a hot and cold season for, for Muscatine. Uh, they have a couple of 16-point wins, one over Central and then another 16-point win over Clinton. But out of their 12 games, though, that as far as point differential, those have been their closest games, win or lose. So a lot of, lot of lopsided wins and losses for the Muskies. But, uh, but you know, last year they were um, – last year they finished 4-14 and 14 in conference. So uh, they could actually match their win total from last year with a win, at least in, in conference play. Um, and then last year they were 8th in, in the conference. So – they're they're in seventh now, and and with a win, uh, that could go a long way. So, um, Muscatine has a lot of a lot of underclassmen that are contributing, um, and, and a lot of them played as sophomores last year. So, kind of figuring um, some stuff out. They uh, they have three players that are averaging over seven points a game. So they're kind of figuring out how to 
how to distribute and kind of share the load um, because uh, they have um, senior Jasmine Jones and then juniors Briley Seaman and Avery Schrader are the three that are over seven points a game. Um, Avery Schrader had a really nice game their last game in a 63-36 win over West. Um, she had 18 points. And then uh, Briley Seaman's really come on lately. Um led the team in scoring a bunch of times over the last, I don't know, five or six games. And uh, just to kind of show how far they've come, um, those three uh, uh, actually only combined for 14 points in the first game of the season. So uh, so they're just kind of um, figuring out how to, how to put it together this year. And then um, uh, Central is um, kind of in, in a little bit in the same boat. Uh, Central is led by senior Addison Ford. Um, she's averaging about 15 points a game, which is pretty good, but then there's a little bit of a gap. Uh, Emma Hendershot, a sophomore, is at 6.5 points a game as their next leading scorer. So um, a couple teams that are in a similar boat, but uh, both trying to kind of um, work their way up the max standings and um, just to kind of uh, establish build programs um, and take one step uh, at a time here. And, and that kind of all starts with, with winning the games that you should win. And, um, and so for Muscatine, I think they think this is a winnable game. I probably both sides do actually, despite the um, first uh, outcome there. But, um, but yeah, just uh, uh, despite the, the record, it, it kind of feels like Muscatine is kind of gaining some momentum as the season goes along. And even this, the loss to North Scott um, a little while back coming out of break, um, it, that was 63-44. Um, they played a – Muscatine played a really, really nice first half. And kind of hung with a, a good North Scott team, but uh, just kind of fell apart in the, in the second half. But that's kind of all part of the process. They have a first-year head coach um, in, in uh, Addie Westerkamp. So um, just uh, – just, yeah, really trying to put the pieces together and, and build uh, this program kind of from the bottom up. Okay. Well, uh, what, what what can you give us a quick rundown and maybe just to shoot the the results uh, of after the break for some of these teams and a couple of the game the games that are, other games are going on in your area that people could uh, tune into. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll just kind of rattle them off in order here. Um, the Columbus girls are coming off a 39-18 win at, uh, at Hillcrest, uh, at Hillcrest Academy. Um, and so that was a good win. Uh, again, like, like Muscatine, Columbus is um, coming off a, a season where they struggled last year, only a few wins. And, and even the seasons before that, it was one or two wins, if that. Um, they're at it. They're, they're at Lone Tree for their next game. Um, that's coming up tomorrow. So uh, looking to maybe, um, you know, score another win. They, they lost to Lone Tree by one the first time they played. That was 32-31. So uh, looking for another another close game there maybe and uh, and seeing if, if uh, the Wildcats there can, can come out on the other side of, of the 
the score or whatever and, and get a, another win. Um, they've been, again, they have some um, underclassmen that are coming on too. So um, uh, a team that's kind of learning how to put it together. Um, on the boys' side, uh, they lost to Hillcrest, um, 65 to 20. Um, they they, again, are, are following the girls, uh, at Lone Tree. Um, they won, uh, by one against Lone Tree the first time they met. So, um, maybe looking to kind of repeat that performance a little bit or, or improve on it. Um, uh, Columbus has been missing some players and stuff like that. So, uh, they're they're kind of figuring stuff out uh, as they go as well. Um, Durant, uh, their girls team is they they the Durant girls team played at this uh, Iowa Illinois um, shootout over the weekend and um, and lost. But uh, other than that, they their game prior to that was a forty one twenty five point over Inamosa. Um, and so they, they play West Liberty, another team that's, uh, in the journal area, West Liberty played in this, uh, this, um, cross state, um, shootout two and lost, but, um, uh, Kelsey Jones is having a really nice season. Iowa state commit, um, you know, had a couple sisters that went there. The, um, the one, uh, Aubrey is now at uh, Oklahoma. She transferred to Oklahoma, but um, but again, uh, West Liberty could uh, maybe make a run in the in the um, nearing the postseason here. There, it seems like their um, best basketball is still ahead of them, and that that's always a good thing when you're uh, talking about rounding out a team and and filling out roles and stuff heading into the playoffs. So. Um, that that'll be a big uh, big conference game for for um, both West Liberty and Durant. Uh, Durant's boys, um, kind of same thing. They uh, um, played in the, the there's a River Valley Conference shootout um, over the weekend. Um, Durant boys lost in that, but uh, but like the girl beat and they're. Uh, time, the game before that, that was a 20 point game. So good, good outing there. And, um, they also play West Liberty coming up here on Tuesday. And, um, I think, I think both teams, both Durant and, and West Liberty boys teams probably think their records are, aren't reflective of, um, where they're at as team, as, as teams. Um, you know, they're both kind of toward the bottom of the RVC South there, uh, Durant is one. They're both one and four in conference, and both three and seven overall. But uh, um, and so that that'll be kind of a, a, a game where they can kind of show where they stand uh, between each other and within the conference. You know, you always want to win the conference games at least. So uh, that'll be that'll be a good good game for for both teams. Um, Louisa Muscatine. They lost the girls team at LM lost to Wapolo 38 17, their last game. They're at Winfield Mount Union on Tuesday. Um, so that, uh, that's, that's going to be a tough task for, for both boys and girls teams because the, the boys share the, the same schedule. Boys teams beat Wapolo um, 54 to 40. 
their last game. So that uh, um, that was a good win for them. Wapolo's pretty decent. Um, again, a team that um, Wapolo's a team that maybe thinks their record isn't reflective of how good they are. The Wise and Muscatine is at six and six, uh, four and four and three in the SEIC North. There, Wapolo's three and seven, three and five in conference. Well, we already so, had a, a report on the Wapolo game, so uh, uh, you can you don't have to report theirs. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but um, nice seasons by uh, by some um, L and M kids, uh, Ty Northrop, um, Dawson Downing, Xander Bieri. All having really nice years for the boys team. Kind of a, you know, I know they're just at 500, but it's a team that's struggled in the past. Uh, um, Northrop has, has missed uh, a lot of time. I think he missed close to almost all of last year with injury. Um, and so it's good to see him um, fi- find, his, find his role on the team and really, um, really flourish in that role. I know. So some of this can kind of get uh, um, uh, out of whack because you got teams that um, don't enter stats on varsity bound or, or, you know, teams that play one or two more games. But but as of last night, Northrop was leading the state all classes in total points scored. So um, so that, that's a pretty good sign. He's up over 100, well over, let's see, he's at 261 points total this season. Um, through 12 games, so that's a that's a very good sign for for him and and for the team. Um, you know, going forward, uh, because because they, they just new coach there, um, and, and he's Northrop is just a junior, so he's got another year left. And for him to be averaging over 21 points, almost 22 points a game, almost seven or almost eight rebounds a game. Um, you know, four four assists, two steals a game, and a block a game. So that's a very good. Um, he's a really good player, and not, so now it's just kind of filling out the roster around him, figuring out roles and stuff like that. Um, and so we kind of kind of touched on on Wapolo, um, and then we covered uh, West Liberty um, because they have they have Durant coming up there, so kind of two birds with one stone there, and then. Um, Wilton, um, Wilton boys team is coming off their second loss of the season. Um, that came over the weekend at this RVC shootout at Kirkwood. Um, but uh, other than that, um, their only losses against a really good Pellet Christian team. So um, both Wilton boys and girls have have West Branch coming up on Tuesday. So uh, that that. Both teams should kind of maybe go into that thinking it's a winnable game. Um, girls team played in this uh, in this Iowa Illinois shootout, um, and they they beat uh, Erie Prophetstown fifty two to twenty five. Uh, Charlotte Brown had a, a double double that game, uh, like eighteen points, ten rebounds, was named game MVP, um, and so. They're they're looking to maybe um, carry some momentum going forward. They uh, they lost their game prior to Calamus Wheatland, but um, uh, started out started out the year kind of pretty strong with a couple of wins. Um, but then I've kind of went back and forth um, throughout the season. 
Um, boys, we'll see. We'll see if the boys uh, stay in the rankings. They were at uh, number seven in Class Two A. Um, the the past rankings that were uh, came out before the break. Um, the new rankings will come out later today. So uh, that I imagine that loss will hurt them a little bit, but really, really good team. Um, we've talked about Caden Kirkman before. Um, he's averaging he's averaging a twenty and ten double double, twenty points, ten rebounds. So um, I guess just kind of looking. Well, uh, boys teams, boys team especially, looking to get things back on track, and girls team there at Wilton looking to carry the positive momentum from the weekend over and. And uh, both, you know, maybe looking to score a couple wins here against uh, West Branch on Tuesday. All right. Well, uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we've been talking to Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal. I want to quickly thank the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa. I want to thank Adeva Salons of Coralville, Iowa, Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna, Iowa, and Eichelberger Farms of Wayland, Iowa. Thanks for being with us. Anything you want to say before I let you go? Um, no, not really. Uh, well, I get well. Columbus had um, Mike J, the voice of uh, Drake uh, Track and Field and State Track and Field, had put on a nice uh, hurdle clinic there at Columbus over the weekend, and uh, they had eighty-nine kids show up to a hurdle clinic, which is kind of amazing, um, given kind of the specialty of of that kind of thing, but. Um, you know, maybe boost interest in track and field a little bit and, and kind of, um, and, uh, you know, he's Mike Jay's an alumni there at Columbus, but a pretty well-known figure around the state or in country, um, for track and field. So, uh, kudos to him for giving back to the community and kind of a really great thing that they did there at Columbus for some track and field kids. Well, uh, since we're talking about Columbus athletes, uh, and I'm ready to make some breaking news if you're, uh, ready to deal with it. Yep. Uh, I, I hear Russell Coyle uh, won a wrestling tournament. Yep. And I'm going to break out a new nickname for him. Uh, Russell uh, Spoil Your Day Coyle. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It, <laughs> it, 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 it. Even within the couple seconds there, it grew on me. I, 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 I like it. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us, Ryan. Yep. No problem. We are heading to Burlington, Iowa, as Jeff Mills of Real Smart Video is here. Uh, what game are you going to, Jeff? Uh, I'm heading to Burlington, Notre Dame to uh, watch the uh, Burlington, Notre Dame will be taking on West Burlington. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is a, a, a clash of a couple of local area teams that are having outstanding seasons. Uh, tell us what you know about this game and why was this a matchup that you decided to get uh, some video on? Well, uh, I've been hearing a lot about this West Burlington team as well as the, the Notre Dame team. Uh, West Burlington, I know, is undefeated, 9-0. They're 7-0 in the South. So, um, Notre Dame, they just, they're coming off a loss against uh, New London Friday night, which New London's right there with them at 5-2 and two in conference play. So, uh, three really good teams. But Burlington is looking to knock off uh, the West Burlington team there and Give them their first loss of the season. So they got some uh, real good players: Brady Martin at West Burlington and Mason Watkins, who's a junior and a sophomore. Brady Martin's averaging 17 and a half a game, and Mason Watkins is averaging about 16 and a half a game. So 
those are two guys I'll have my eye on. I'm sure they'll be scoring lots of buckets. On the Burlington Notre Dame side, the Carson Jones leads the way for them. He's a senior. He's averaging 14.2 a game, and they got a junior named Liam Delaney. Uh, he's averaging just over 13. Um, Hunter Lilly adds in there with about seven and a half a game. So, remember some of the guys I'll have my eyes on. So look, that's really I'm really I'm thrilled that you're doing this because those are two teams having an outstanding season, and I haven't really had uh, any contact person uh, uh, to uh, talk to about their team. But we're really excited. Scotty Melvin has been pointing out how good they've been doing. We've been hearing about the guard play of the West Burlington team in particular. Uh, um, it's been you know this is a, a, a tremendous uh, excited. I'm tremendously excited about this. I'm hoping that you can share some of this video with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely, I will. Uh, I'm excited about it just as much as you are, I think. Um, I do my best to cover all the teams I can, so, you know, I'm hopping around here and there, but I couldn't miss out on a chance to watch these two teams play. Well, uh, this is an, just a, a killer game. Uh, really, really outstanding. Um, I think that's going to push the game I'm at for a game of the uh, – in the best game in the state uh, – I was kind of looking at the Kyoto Eagles and the uh, North Mahaska Warhawks. At, yeah. Uh, and, and that's a good game, too. That's one I'm going to be at. But we are, are glad that our listeners are going to get some coverage out of this from you. Is there anything else you want to say before I let you go on this one? No, I don't think so. I, I'm looking forward to putting it out there, and hopefully some people watch a little bit of it. Well, you are listening to the Wraparound Show as we get you ready for all the exciting action that's going to be out here Monday and Tuesday night. Thanks for being with us, Jeff. Thanks a lot, man. We are going next to Wellman, Iowa, and Andy Crutzinger has the story as Mid-Prairie and Regina set to do battle. Welcome to the program, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, what do you know about this matchup? Uh, well, first off, it is it's a tomorrow matchup, right? Yeah, it's a Tuesday. That's a rare. It's a Tuesday, and I believe it's a 4.30 uh, tip-off at, uh, at, at the Extreme Arena. Um, which is kind of fun, and you know, McBurry had some un unwelcome rest last week because they were supposed to play in Des Moines um, at the Wells Fargo, and they weren't able to do that. And I think McBurry's got a game tonight, also, so they got a pretty busy week. Um, but it's on, it's been one of the best matchups in um, in uh, River Valley boys basketball in the last few years, and um, I think they both come in two and two in a really competitive uh, River Valley uh, South right now. And uh, McBurray just came off a, a really big win over Comanche. You know, they hadn't beaten Comanche since, like, you know, whatever year, 2014 or whatever. They, they swept them this year with two very, very close uh, wins. So um, I would say the thing to look for tonight is that Cameron Picard has been just going off. I mean, like, Braves in the last few games. Um, and and he, he scored a, a boatload of points against Comanche the other day. And I wonder if he can do that again uh, tomorrow on the big stage. Yeah, the Extreme Arena, that's exciting in Coralville there. Uh, wow. So uh, I have to mention Aveda Salons at Coralville, uh, one of our sponsors of our program. Yeah, now that we, 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 we're deciding between a few games uh, tomorrow. We, we might be there. Uh, one of us might be there. Uh, there's one scheduling conflict with, uh, with both of us, so we'll figure it out because uh, there's some other big games tomorrow night uh, as well. We haven't seen them at Prairie Boys Live yet. We've seen the girls, and so that might not be a bad time to catch them. Sure, be a great. I love the extreme. That's where the Iowa Heartlanders play. And uh, uh, man, if you've never been there, if you haven't seen it, just walk in that building. You're going to see a state of the art facility. 
they can just do yeah. anything, man. It is tremendous. Yeah, well, it's definitely on the rise, right? Because they got they just got the volleyball tournament over there. They have played a lot of basketball games. In fact, they played a lot of uh, back when they were flirting with adding the shot clock, which they have now. They played like uh, I think they have like an entire weekend of, of basketball games just to try out the shot clock in the arena. So it's definitely been a big part of kind of Eastern Eastern Iowa prep sports the last few years. Yeah, well, that's really cool. Um, you know, it's going to be a really uh, a great week. I thought you, you did. Are you say you're going to the Waco game tonight? Yes, tonight I will be at Waco. They host New London and the Girl Boy Doubleheader now. Waco girls are are really on a high right now, so I don't know if New London will be able to keep up with them on the girls' side. But on the boys' side, uh, New London is coming off uh, a couple of their better after losing to. Uh, Mount Pleasant the other day, they went and they really gave it to Notre Dame uh, on uh, Friday night, I believe, yeah. and uh, played Porter at 39 in that. So they're kind of, you know, catching fire a little bit, and uh, Waco's just been on fire and hasn't let up at all uh, this whole year, and this is our first time seeing Waco, uh, believe it or not, just because they have so many games that are, are potential blowouts that we don't like to go to the blowouts as much. Uh, but it, I mean, it's a it's a it's a crossover game. But Waco and New London have been in the South together so much um, previously before this year that it's turned into a big rivalry. And with the seniors on both teams being their last year and Waco being ranked number four, it should be a quite the uh, battle tonight. Well, it is a I mean, it's a round guy game of the week. You know, you called it. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that uh, one of the top area media people is going to be there. Uh, yeah. uh, what are you looking for in that game? Man, I, you know, it, it, it's the star power of New London with, with Blaze Porter and Kate Benjamin. Uh, and they've had a, a while to get those other guys into the rotation and feel a little more comfortable versus just the overwhelming uh, depth of Waco. And not only their depth, but also their crowd, which I'm sure will be crazy. And it's a really hard place to play. Even before Waco was really that good at boys basketball. Waco is a hard place to play. I think this is the setup of the of the court, and there's a real kind of dislike there uh, because New England and Waco had not have knocked each other out of the postseason for the past four or five years. They always uh, need the postseason, uh, and they probably will again this year for all you know. Uh, unless well, I don't know how the bracket will, will shape up, but um, it's a really huge one. And this this is you know as good as the area is, Waco doesn't have that many games against teams that talent-wise to match up to them. And New London at least close as far as, you know, they've got the size of the speed that, that Waco does. And so we'll see, you know, uh, other than that, Waco plays, you know, Winfield and Yoda and, and stuff like that. But they don't have – a lot of their games are, you know, the starters are on the bench in the fourth quarter. So we'll, we'll see if it's another uh, Waco domination or, or if New London uh, can catch fire tonight. And if New London wins tonight, it could be a, a springboard into the rest of the season too. Well, I am just this, uh, you know, after listening to all these uh, interviews about this game and that game, it doesn't surprise me that this Monday Tuesday matchups are so extreme yeah. that one of the games had to be played at the Extreme Arena. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and it's a big. I think it's a big Monday Tuesday. We've got um, Highland and Hillcrest, which is a really good rivalry. Ramping up, and then uh, you know, New one plays at Waco tonight. And they go right back home to play Van Buren tomorrow night. We know that Van Buren upset those guys at the beginning of the year uh, in the first Super Conference South game. So you know it's, it's beginning. We're it's beginning to. I was looking at the schedule today and saw how many games were up, and we're getting to the point where you start having to feel like 
you know, who's going to play each other at the shootout? Who's going to play each other in the tournament? Who's going to, you know, who's going to play where and all that other stuff? It's almost, you know, probably my favorite time of the year is more late January and, and February when the basketball teams that we've seen play all year uh, play for all the marbles. But tonight will definitely have a lot. I'm sure I'll have a postseason feel because, as I said, Waco and New Deal, Waco spent so much time in the South that I heard a couple of Waco fans say they dislike New London more than they dislike Winfield Mountain. Oh, my gosh. So you know that, you know that it's a, a pretty big thing, and I think the feeling is, is mutual. So, uh, so it's one of my favorite little battles that they just happen to have been really good at boys the two of the last few years. So it's uh, it'd be pretty fun. Holy buckets. But I'll tell you what, there ain't a team out there that don't got a chip on their shoulder for Waco the way they've been doing everything lately. Yeah, sorry about it. Well, uh, Andy, thanks for being with us. Uh, it has been an exciting trip around the league. If you can't find an exciting basketball to go to in southeast Iowa somewhere Monday or Tuesday, you're probably dead. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you, Andy, for being with us. Thank you. Well, next we are going to Mediapolis, Iowa, via uh, the state of Florida, as we have uh, Scotty Melvin, who is uh, wintering uh, uh, in Florida. Welcome back to the program, Scotty. Hey, good afternoon. How's it going over in uh, the central time zone? Well, we are, uh, this is the first time calling you with uh, 25,000 downloads. Uh, uh, you were a big part of that. I want to thank you uh, in particular for some of that. Well, thanks for letting me be a part of it. Well, anyway, uh, we're, you're going to talk about the Winfield Mount Union uh, Mediapolis game. Yeah, and uh, even though I've lost track a little bit in the last week or so of everything, uh, I always keep it up on Winfield Mount Union. Um, and uh, Mediapolis, uh, a little bit of an unknown to me. I see they've got a 5-4 and four record. And you said this game's at Mediapolis. It is. That gives them a little bit of help. Um, but as I'm, I'm looking at the... The, uh, the season leaders in the uh, matchup preview, Winfield Mountain Union comes in 8-1. and one. Um, For me, they're a team that, uh, outside of a team named Waco, there's really not too many schools their size in southeast Iowa that can hang with them. Uh, maybe a West Burlington. Mediapolis has some talent, though, and they've got a guy, Cole Lipper, who we know very well from the football season, big tight end. He's going to be similar dimensions to a Cam Buffington, and that's the, the, the big matchup. They'll be going head-to-head -to -head tonight. They've got uh, similar size and similar numbers on the year. Uh, Cam Buffington's coming into this game averaging a little over 19 points a game, almost 10 rebounds a game. And uh, you got Cole Lipper coming in at 16, almost 17 points a game, and just a little over seven boards a game. So uh, that'll be an interesting matchup there. On the assist end of things, Jake Edwards, one of the best guards in Southeast Iowa, he's uh, averaging 4.4 per game. Ben Egan, though, for the Bulldogs, right at six assists per game. So uh, really good uh, guard play from Ben Egan there, and he gets, he's going to get the edge as far as experience being he's a senior. But Jake Edwards, you know how I feel about the, the Winfield Mount Union guards. Jake Edwards, Andrew Brown, you got uh, uh, the guys coming off the bench, Hemsworth and, uh, oh, Darn, the name's escaping me right now because I don't have them in front of me. But uh, Carter Lloyd, Carter Lloyd, one of our favorite guys. Um, you know, it's going to be a tall order for, for Mediapolis tonight. But this is a game that will challenge Winfield Mount Union. I look for them to come out on top, but this could be a battle. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make a deal with you, Scotty. Uh, whoever you think is the player of the game here, 
we're going to break them out a nickname. All right. So we'll, we'll put a nickname on the line for this game. If that seems uh, appropriate to you for a ma- game of this magnitude. That sounds pretty good. Something I'm going to uh, look for is Abram Edwards to really jump out in the stat sheet on this game. Um, if Cole Lipper's able to neutralize Cam a little bit down down under the hoop there, uh, look for, you know, Abram Edwards is a big-time X factor for Winfield Mount Union. So, uh, it's, like I said, it's going to be a tough one for Mediapolis. Okay. Well, that game is tonight. Uh, is there any other games uh, uh, that you wanted to talk about before we let you go? Well, the only one I, I'll probably be watching just because it's so easy for me to, to get their uh, stream on my phone down here is uh, the Waco game. And you guys, I'm sure, have already covered that. So I'll probably be getting that one going. I might see if I can find this one as well. Um, but, yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at the roster much. We are super busy right now, and uh, it's it's tough to <laughs> keep an eye on what's going on up there. Well, are you having a good time down there? Yeah. Saw my first Gators in the wild uh, just about an hour ago. We went on a big hike through a local park here, and uh, we're taking it all in, buddy. Well, hope you and Liz are having the time of your life. Get your. I saw a picture where you had some feet in the sand. I wasn't sure whose feet they were, but they looked uh, looked pretty good. Um, those, were, those were probably mine. I hope they weren't in the shot. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it, they they were uh, uh, some foot model of some kinds, I would think. They, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations on uh, making it down there safe and sound, and, and uh, I'm sure everybody up here will be warmed up a little bit uh, by the by the warming tones of your voice. Uh, what is the temperature oh, right now down there? All right, man. That sounds good. Well, what's the temperature before I let you go? Oh, temperature. I'm sorry. I missed that. Uh, I think we're coming in about 75 right now today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, honey, um, it's warm. That that made me very unhappy. All right. Yeah, well, I, I can't blame you. <laughs> thanks for being with us, Scotty. Yep, we'll talk to you soon.